Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Coach the Coach Radio. Brought to you by the Business Radio X Ambassador Program, the no-cost business development strategy for coaches who want to spend more time serving local business clients and less time selling them. Go to brxambassador.com to learn more. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Coach the Coach Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Lucas Barra with Radical Sales Coaching. Welcome, Lucas. Hey, Lee. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about Radical Sales Coaching. How are you serving folks? Yeah, so I'm, I'm on a, a mission here to empower sales professionals and entrepreneurs to, to beat their, their the self-sabotage that stops them from making more sales by giving them the tactics and, and support to, to uh, take their sales to the next level. So that's, that's what we're here for. So how'd you get into this line of work? So I worked in sales for a great executive coaching company and we've served a lot of very high level executives and there was a very, there was an underserved group of independent professional, independent entrepreneurs and sales professionals who couldn't quite afford what we did. And I realized that there needed to be somebody out there to serve those people because my company was not planning on on, on doing that because they were great at what they were doing. So I decided after being a part of 2,500 plus close sales, mostly business development, that I was going to be the guy who was going to actually go out and help those individuals that I was talking to. So that was, I quit my, my, my job about four and a half years ago and started the company from, from there. So now are you targeting primarily new salespeople or people who are just maybe have plateaued and reached a point where they're frustrated and feel like they can't do it? Yeah, good question. So it, folks who have either a plateaued or really just looking for that next next level in their, in their sales. I mean, like even Michael Jordan had a coach and he was a pretty good basketball player, right? So a lot of salespeople are great. They still need to get better. So individuals and then also folks who are running businesses that have sales teams, but they're not salespeople in terms of uh, being able to coach their salespeople. So I'll come in and help them with how to coach their salespeople so they, they can perform at a higher level as well. So you're working with individuals and uh, companies? Yeah, smaller smaller companies, typically under 10, 10 employees. So sometimes you're dealing with maybe the founder or the CEO of the company? Exactly. Yes, the founder or the founder owner or the CEO as well. Yes. And then when you're working with them, do they know they have a problem or they're just frustrated and they can't put their finger on the problem? A little bit of both. I mean, sometimes they'll know they have a problem. Sometimes I'll help them discover they have a problem through the, through my a cold call or some sort of, of call. I mean, a lot, a lot of the times, most of my clients are saying like, I know what I need to do. I just can't get myself to do it. Or like, I know these people can be capable, they're capable of performing, but I just, I can't seem to get through to them. Can you help me to get through to them? And I help them to learn how to to do that with themselves or their salespeople. Now, are your clients all B2B? Are they B2C? Are you industry agnostic? Yeah, I'm industry agnostic. I mean, I have clients who are real estate agents and I have people who are in e-commerce. So like I'm, I'm all over the board and that's what really makes what I do unique is because I just use a structure that helps me to figure out how to help them to grow their, their sales. 
So now what are some strategies to kind of get people motivated to make the calls they need to make? Yeah, well, one of them is understanding their limiting beliefs because a lot of people have stories like, for example, they're scared of being a salesperson, right? Like from somebody told me that told them it was bad to be a salesperson. So they aren't making sales calls. So one of the first things that we get into as far as the strategy standpoint is understanding like what's going on in their, in their, in their head. Cause we all have these thoughts that we're not even aware of that once you surface them and change them into what I call better belief, you know, like, well, people actually need, like, for example, in the case of like being afraid to be a salesperson, you take that belief and say, well, you actually, pe- people need a salesperson. So you believe instead of being scared of being a salesperson, you say to yourself, well, actually people need salespeople and our economy is driven by salespeople. So I'm going to make my calls today. So that's one strategy that I use with my clients that helps them to actually follow through. So now um, you mentioned the phone uh, multiple times. Is that still kind of one of the foundational aspects of being a salesperson, even in today's world? Well, not, not, not necessarily. I mean, I'm, I, you can get business anywhere now. I would say, I've had a lot of success on the phone. LinkedIn is 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 great. Uh, there's there's so much business out there that you can you can really do it. Anyways, the phone's one of my specialties, so that's one of the things I I coach a lot of my clients on. So let's let's pretend we have a client or a prospective client that's a business coach. What are some of the kind of low hanging fruit you would uh, suggest to them in order to kind of jumpstart their practice? Who's in your phone? I mean, that would be the first thing that I would tell them to do is your your circle of trust the people who know who know you already are a going to be potentially great referral sources for you, or could be good candidates for your services. You just never never know. So that's a good good place to to start with making outreaches. So you start with the people you already know pretty well and then work outward from there? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're not an experienced salesperson per se, it can help to build some some confidence versus just going on like, for example, another strategy would be going on LinkedIn and just pulling a list of people and cold calling a bunch of business owners. That's a, that's something that's worked. Really, I got a formula, formula that I use for that. It's really works works well, but the, if you're not familiar with that sort of thing, that's where the calling on people in your network can really be uh, fruit, more fruitful in that case. So when you're working with a new client, you're, are you trying to get them a quick win or some confidence so they can get some uh, escape velocity? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's my, 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 my first goal is to get them a win as, as fast as possible. So I have a coaching software. So like we set up an action item for them that they can follow through on. So it'd be like make 10 sales calls and they can literally check a box in my software so that they can feel like, Oh, Hey, like I'm, I'm winning and I'm commenting on the win. I'll say great, great jobs. Or like, Oh, like they're already experiencing the win working, working together, which is what it's all about. So now when you're working with a new client, um, do you spend much time on um, kind of to assess where they're at or you just kind of plug them into your program to, um, you know, maybe that way they, they can get rid of some bad habits. Maybe they've just picked up over time. I, I have them take a survey before they come into the, into the program. And we talk about the survey as, as they get 
onboarded because I want to make sure that whatever program we create together is, is customized to them. So it will be a mix of, depending on the client, be a mix of my system and what their, on what their needs are and who they are so that they can have something that is truly, truly for, for them. Now, sometimes uh, there's kind of reluctant salespeople, uh, like, you know, maybe that person was laid off and now they're kind of running their own show and they're great at what they do, but they may not be good at evangelizing uh, about what they do. Do you have some tips for them in order to maybe, I, I, I guess there's no way to avoid rejection, but maybe to make it more palatable? Yeah, I mean, get more rejection. I mean, that's the that's the way that it becomes more palatable. I mean, I didn't want to be a salesperson when I started off doing this. Like, I was when I when I graduated college, when I right before I started getting into sales, I literally did not want to make a cold call. Like, I did not. I hated getting rejected. And the way that I found that really helped me is I just started to get rejected more often and, and over to over, over time, <laughs> it, it gets, it, you feel better as you get used to it. Even if it's like one, you know, one no a day is a great, a great goal to help somebody with that. Cause then you get used to it. So there's no way around it, but you can just kind of desensitize yourself to it where it isn't as bad as maybe you think it's going to be. Right, right, right. Now, um, where does kind of social media networking and things like that fit in? Because it's an it's an easy jump to go from social media networking to social media not working, where uh, you know it looks like you're doing stuff, but really it's not moving the ball. Yeah, that's a good question. So it's it's where I draw the line is when you're posting about things that aren't helping you to move your business, or you're posting when you. For example, instead of doing your prospecting calls or you're not meeting what I would call your, your minimum viable sales numbers as a business or an independent salesperson, you know, how many calls you need to be making, how many people you need to be sitting in front of. So if your social media activity is compromising that and is not in proportion to, so for example, you know, if your social media is driving you sales and you're tracking that, you can see that if that's in proportion to the sales numbers that you need to have, then fine. Like I understand that. But from a coaching standpoint, if if your posts are not lining up with your numbers and your numbers aren't where they need to be, you need to get the heck off social media. So it's not, it's not really driving business. It's something that at least needs to be done off hours or in time when, when you could not be selling. So you can at least, cause the branding part of it is important, but there's a very big distinction between, you know, I can only talk to people Monday morning on Monday morning. And if I'm on that social media using that inappropriately, then I'm going to be wasting that time. And we don't want that. Now people are always looking for shortcuts and ways to, um, you know, kind of leverage things. How do you see referrals playing into this? Is there, do you have a strategy to help a person get more referrals, maybe from existing clients or people they know in order to, you know, leverage that relationship in order to, you know, kind of get two, three, four more relationships from it? Yeah. Like right after that, I have a great experience working with you is one of the best strategies because the minute they have a big success with you, 
is when you want to call them. And especially if, if and when it's been architected into your, into your process, that's a great way to get three or four referrals right, right off the bat. And, and then consistently having a touch point with, with your clients about how their experience is going and what the biggest value has been with them. Like every, every month is something that I advise my clients because every month, if you're asking them, you know, what's been the biggest value that, that, that you've gotten, people are going to be constantly telling you about what they're getting. So it's much easier for you to say, hey, who do you know that would want this specific thing that you're saying you got value from? And that's a great way to generate more referrals consistently. Now, how do you advise that coach that's out there that may be doing a great job for their client, but the client doesn't want to refer anybody because they want it to be kind of their secret weapon? Yeah. Well, I asked them uh, how their how their sales are because <laughs> that's that's very important. Because, like for example, if I'm if I'm keeping them a secret, you know, if you're if you want to keep me as a secret, are you? you keeping yourself as a secret too, because your goal is to, to grow the business. So if I, if I have a client who's saying something like that, I will actually have a coaching conversation with them on that because that's a, that's something that tells me that they're not putting themselves out there as much. And I would, I would encourage my client and say, well, you, you don't want to be your secret weapon for your clients. Cause then you're not going to get referred on a more consistent basis. People aren't, people aren't going to know you if you're the secret weapon the way that you grow your business is that more people know you. So I would actually flip that <laughs> to help to help them to, to bring in more business. Because that is an important component to growing is getting referrals oh. from happy clients, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 absolutely. And, 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 you know, I'm flattered when someone says, hey, I want to keep I want to keep you a secret. And I think that that's that's great. But, you know, we're meant we're here to be in business to help as a lot of people as many people as we can. And that's, that's the, if you're a secret, you can't help somebody who doesn't know you. Now, uh, can you share a story? Don't name names, but a story of maybe somebody came to you with the challenge and, uh, you were help, help them overcome that and maybe take their business to a new level. Yeah. I had a, a client who, who came to me, who was stuck. I mean, his, his business was it just, flatline and he didn't he didn't know what to do like he le- he had been praying before for somebody to come help him and I and I cold called him and we ended up working together and his his challenge was he, he didn't really have anybody who's supporting him outside of himself so when things were getting tough he didn't really have the habits or somebody that he could go to and so he went from being a struggling individual to somebody who now has a team and has doubled his business because that, that support that he got from our relationship and learning how to be more consistent with his sales activity helped to take his business to the next level, which is, which is what it's, what it's all about. Now, do you find that in your coaching that some of the, the biggest value that you give to your clients is not necessarily tactics um, or new ways of doing things, but it's it is that support and accountability to hold them accountable, to you know pick them up when they fall, uh, and those kind of activity, those softer skills. 
Yeah, 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 totally. I mean, the most fulfilling thing is when you can see a client who gets it for themselves. I mean, somebody who doesn't need me to, because we've spent so much time putting the habits, they, they're able to overcome a limiting belief or a, like a plateau in income. And when somebody experiences that and comes back to you and talks about, oh, I just made du- double my income. And I, you know, like my, I was telling you, my client was literally praying before I called him and to have them come back and say like, man, I know I was ever going to get out of this. And, and I like, so I'm, I learned how to do it. That that's, that's what it's all about. Now for you, if somebody wants to connect with you, is it just one-on-one coaching or do you offer a variety of services depending on what they need and where they're at? So it's, it's one-to-one coaching. And then I have a sales mastermind group that I actually just launched. Uh, the first meeting is Saturday, May 15th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific over Zoom. So it's going to be it's going to be focused on helping salespeople and entrepreneurs to break through their limiting beliefs and help them to to grow their their sales. So that's some brand. I've ran Mastermind Group before. It's a brand new group that I'm I'm starting. And there's still space available in that? There's still, yeah, there's still, I will, I'm going to have six members in, in the group. So there will be limited seating in, uh, in, in the group. So now if somebody wants to learn more about your organization and, and maybe these different kind of ways to work with you, what is the website? It's www.radical, R-A-D-I-C-A-L, salescoaching.com. Well, Lucas, thank you so much for sharing your story today. Yeah, thank you for having me, Lee. All right. Uh, I appreciate you, Lucas, and you're doing important work, and we all appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, certainly. All right. Yeah. So one more time, that's RadicalSalesCoaching.com. That's the website uh, to get a hold of Lucas or somebody on his team to help take your business to the next level and maybe break some of those limiting beliefs that have been holding you back. Right, stay radical. <laughs> stay radical. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Coach the Coach Radio. Yeah.